Welcome back to All for Business Podcast with the Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance. I'm Ryan Weeks. Chow, who do we have with us today on the podcast? Ryan, today we have Blair Godsey. Blair is an entrepreneur and a builder and a developer who's done more to change downtown than anybody. His most visible projects have been the Virginian, the Allied Arts Building, and the uh, CloudFit Building, which is the Carter Glass Building the CloudFit is now in. I'd love to learn more from Blair about how he does this, how he makes it work, and why he's doing it. It's certainly making a big difference for Lynchburg, and I think it's something we need to understand and know and really appreciate. Absolutely. And downtown has changed so much in just the last 10 years. If you've been to the Virginian, it's a beautiful place. Uh, The new CloudFit building, the Carter Glass building, it's an amazing office space for them. Uh, So I'm really excited to get to know Blair a little bit and learn some more about these projects. Okay. Blair, welcome to the All for Business podcast with the Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance. Glad you're here, and I would describe you as sort of the plastic surgeon of Lynchburg who's changed the face of the town. So what is your reaction when I say that? Well, at first, good morning. Um, I think that's a little uh, um, generous, I would say. I'm, I'm one person who um, I think has been fortunate to have some success in downtown uh, in redevelopment and the projects that I've done. But uh, a lot of that, uh, I can't attribute all of that success to myself. Right. And so, um, good team, strong team of people behind me. Uh, but, but I, I like to think that I have had an impact on downtown Lynchburg, yeah. and I appreciate you yeah. recognizing that. Um, let's go. Back. We'll get to we'll get to downtown in a minute. I want to know a little bit about where you're from, where you grew up, and sort of that family connection you have to Lynchburg with the Godseys. Sure. So I was um, I was born in Lynchburg, Lynchburg General Hospital, in 1978, June 17th. Um, and lived here until I was 10 years old when we moved to Roanoke, where mm-hmm. I live now. Uh, still have family here. My sister, uh, my uh, uncle is here. Mm-hmm. I've got an aunt, my aunt and uncle. Uh, so I've still got uh, quite a bit of family here, which is really the, the reason I started looking here for projects in 2010. But I grew up on, uh, I, I lived most of my life in Lynchburg off of uh, VES Road and mm-hmm. Prince Ferry. Yeah. Uh, Wonderful. I mean, the Lynchburg community. I've got lots of memories as a child, roaming you know, the neighborhoods uh, when we lived off of VES Road. I was a block from my grandmother and two blocks from my great grandmother, and you could get to both places just through backyards, and it was a wonderful, wonderful experience to be able to do that. Something I, you know, Roanoke's a little bit different in how it's built and the neighborhoods are structured, so I didn't really have that same ability there of course mm. i didn't have any family uh, my great or grandparents there right uh when we moved but um but uh, but yeah great great uh great memories of growing up in lynchburg and then moved to roanoke when i was 10 and lived there uh and until college went to college in charlottesville went to the university of virginia after that i lived in atlanta for a short period of time moved back to roanoke uh, to get away from the traffic, right? Yeah, yeah, the traffic and all the people, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and being close to it's hard to replace being close to family, right? Uh, so um, moved back to Roanoke, uh, 
Work, always worked in the construction business. The construction business certainly evolved, uh, evolved into some real estate and ultimately real estate development. And but that's what put me on track to do some of the things that I've done. How Pittsburgh. did you start in the construction business? You say you you're always in it. Was your family in it, or so, so my my father was in the life insurance business when we were at Lynchburg. That's why we moved to to Roanoke. Uh, but he made a decision when I was in high school to get out of the life insurance business, and he um, got into the construction business. Partnered with a gentleman who had been in the construction business, really a hands-on contractor. Uh, my father being more of the operations business guy, um, yeah. but they, they partnered and, uh, and my dad told me, uh, this was know, several weeks prior to uh, summer, I guess after my ninth grade year, mm -hmm. he said, you need to get a summer job. So uh, you know, three weeks later, I was getting up at 530 in the morning and working on a construction site. And I, I did that really every summer holidays with, with your dad so with my dad and yep and his his partner david durr yeah uh, and i did that for uh, like really summers holidays until you know through co through college, college right. and uh after moving, i moved back from atlanta to roanoke mm -hmm. to work with them and then left and kind of went out on my own mm -hmm. with another guy and just doing just development in 2000 early 2004. i can identify with that experience as a kid i used to work with my father in the tobacco business, okay. tobacco warehouse business. So we would operate that in the summers, and I did all through medical school and through college. So, and, and, but I'm glad I didn't go into tobacco business. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's, I think uh, medicine was a little bit better uh, <laughs> right, right. career. Well, it's, um, you know, I'm glad that my, uh, I'm glad I started in the construction industry. I mean, starting at 15, I worked really as a laborer and did whatever I was told and slowly kind of worked my way up. But it, uh, having that experience to start you know, from the ground up, gave me a, a real perspective yeah. of the of the industry, and gave me an opportunity to work with a lot of uh, a lot of great people. You know, mm -hmm. who who you know really work work really hard, kind of week to week to to uh, in, in that business with you know, like framing houses or um, doing concrete work. It's just a lot a lot of the trades people that I got to interact with as a result. Uh, really, I, I enjoyed those, those interactions, those relationships. Did you have any particular person that influenced you that you were exposed to in the trades or frontline or in the higher office, you know, that really made a difference for you, that really did something for you? Um, well, you know, obviously I've, uh, I've been very fortunate and blessed with mentors throughout my life, my father being one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, David Durr, who was his partner, uh, really taught me a lot about construction and building uh, and how to do it well and right. Uh, and in, in addition to that, just the people that I worked with out in the field uh, had a tremendous impact on me. Um, and, and really the respect that I continue to have today for the, the trades people that, mm -hmm. that do the work for me. I, uh, I used to do a lot of the work. I don't do a whole lot of it now. I, sit, right. I oftentimes sit behind my desk. I like, like and enjoy to get out in, in the field sometimes, but um, I've, I don't do as much of that anymore. But when I do go out there, it's... Uh, it's nice to have that uh, that appreciation, respect for right. people that do that work for you every day. Yeah. Well, now you, you so you worked with your family business, but you start out on your own. What was your idea? What did you start? So um, I, I can't say I started. So I was fortunate to um, in two thousand four to ha have an offer uh, to come go work with a gentleman who was thirty two years older than me and had a successful career developing real estate in the Carolinas and Virginia. 
and uh, and he, while I was working with my dad, we did a project with him. I think he saw my my work ethic, my mm-hmm. knowledge of the of the business industry, and and asked had some projects that he wanted to do. He and he needed somebody, a young workhorse, really to to help him do them. So he invited me along. I left my dad and went to work with him, and it gave me an opportunity to have some equity in some yeah. of the projects we were doing, but on a smaller scale. How old were you at the time again? Uh, 24. Okay, years 24. old. Yeah. And so, uh, but uh, so I've worked for the next, you know, from 2004, really through 2009. He passed away in 2009, but we did uh, new construction development projects in uh Virginia, North Carolina, some mm-hmm. stuff in South Carolina and Tennessee. And so it gave me, you know, that opportunity, um, you know, gave me a, a opp- it presented me with options to look at, uh, do bigger projects. Bigger things, yeah. And, uh, and really, uh, I guess, you know, gave me, a, um, it taught, taught me what you can, do and we have the benefits of risk mm-hmm. and the and the challenges and dangers of risk risk, risk as yeah. well. Uh, Jim was a a wonderful wonderful guy and he gave me a lot of opportunity and taught me a lot. But he was also he was a big risk taker, and uh, and it loved leverage. <laughs> he was a great salesman, so he could sell yeah. you on anything. Uh, <clears throat> and so it's um that that experience working with him you know gave me an appetite for taking risk, but yeah. it also showed me, you know, uh, what you should be, ca- taught me what you should be careful with in the yeah. industry, in particular, too much leverage and, and doing a project that does not make sense. So, yeah. I, you know, through that experience, I think I, I learned, uh, uh, I, I, I got I had that grew an appetite for taking risk, but it also, you know, very calculated risk. So I, I like to think that that now I, I really do look at every project very uh, in a calculating way, and, right. and I'm always <clears throat> careful not to to take on too much leverage. Yeah, that that in your business, that's the how do, how do you manage risk? How do you sleep with it at night? How do you think about it, and how do you plan? That's that's really interesting. You learned that from him. When you uh, after he passed away, when did you start? Is it Altus? So so he passed <clears throat> away in 2009, and I mean he was sick. You know, six months or so right. prior to that. So mm-hmm. I was realizing that that was ending. And we also had a lot of, there were a lot of challenges from 2008. So we, yeah. you know, we had, we were unwinding some projects. Fortunately, we did not get burned too bad, but there were definitely some challenges with that. So I was looking for, and with those challenges combined with him being sick, I started looking for other opportunities um, really to earn income. Yeah. And uh, I was, Recently, newly married and, yeah. and um, you know, wanted to have family. So I knew knew the construction business, had been hired, hiring contractors to do construction work for us for the last five years while working with Jim. Uh, met two guys who had a small construction company, mostly residential, and I had a you know, more experience yeah. and, a, um, and a more understanding of the commercial side of the construction business, which is kind of what I... I liked yeah. uh, or preferred than residential, and so we decided to partner ultimately and started our the company I have now in January of 2010. 2010, so you're 12 years old. 12 years old, <laughs> not quite, but <laughs> so, so 
I think I, uh, you've answered the question I was going to ask why Lynchburg. I mean, this has been home. You're very familiar with the area. Uh, what was the first project you did here, and how did you pull that off? So, um, Jim, Jim Sick, I'm trying to figure out my next path in life. Uh, started Altus Group in 2010. Immediately started looking for development opportunities that were not ground up development opportunities. Mm -hmm. So projects that I, that you could actually underwrite in you know the Great Recession we're still in, right. the, in the middle of. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had had the opportunity to work with um, a developer in Roanoke named uh, Ed Walker, who was very uh, instrumental in doing a lot of the redevelopment stuff in downtown Roanoke. Yeah. He's now up in Danville doing things. Yeah. Uh, but I worked with him on a redevelopment tax credit project in Roanoke and realized, okay, th this makes sense to me. At the time, I thought Roanoke maybe was overbuilt. There weren't as m many opportunities up there. I knew Lynchburg, had family in Lynchburg, uh, was familiar with downtown Lynchburg, yeah. and people were beginning to talk about it because of really the inventory of wonderful uh, historic buildings yeah. in the downtown area. So I started looking at pit buildings really in early 2010 in downtown mm -hmm. and uh, met Oliver Kuttner, who was yep. active in, in the market, identified a couple of buildings that he had um, both that I ultimately ended up buying from him. Yeah. Um, and the first one I bought from him was 612 Commerce Street, which was the you know, former Lynchburg shoe company. So it was, mm -hmm. they warehoused yeah. boots for the military there in the uh, it's World War One, World War Two. Yeah. Um, so it, it, and we that was my first project. So we converted it into I bought closed on it I think May of 2010, and we opened it in 2012 okay 50, 52 loft apartments and a little commercial space yeah what what are the other projects that you've done so um if, after that i bought uh, 1101 jefferson street and that was another one of oliver's buildings mm -hmm. um so i bought, bought that from him and turned it into 48 uh i think we closed on that in 2012 as we were finishing cliff's edge yeah. and uh we Finished that in 2014. That's 48 loft apartments and uh, a commercial space on the lower level. We followed that with um, Imperial Tobacco Lofts, which is yeah. 62 loft apartments uh, and includes El Jefe, right. Taqueria. And we finished that one in 2015. And then as we were finishing that up, we were looking for our next project. And that's when uh, we looked at what is now the Virginia Virginia Hotel. Yeah. That, is that your biggest project, the Virginia or is the Allied Arts Building? No, the, the, the Virginian Hotel, as far as, um, was, is definitely the most challenging project I've ever done, although Allied was pretty fairly challenging mm -hmm. and also was the, is the largest as far as investment mm -hmm. uh, that I've ever, ever done of any of the projects I've done in, in my lifetime. Right. It was about a $30 million total investment. Right. And, uh, and it's uh, and a lot of... Uh, a lot of stress associated, pressure associated <laughs> with redeveloping a historic hotel like that, especially when you haven't done it before. Oh, right. <laughs> so, but it turned out great. We it's beautiful uh, and um, has been really successful. It's a real gem for the town. So, Allied Arts Building is is it nearing completion now? Or? So, Allied, we uh, actually finished. We finished it about uh, two months ago. Okay. And it is. Uh, 
as far as it's 42 residential units. We've got two retail spaces and then a commercial space on the top two floors for a local law firm. Yeah. And it was uh, another challenging project, but actually it, we were fully leased on that project before we had a CO. Really? It was probably one of the fastest lease-ups that we've had of all of our buildings. And all of our buildings have had very successful lease-ups. Right. What do you think, you know, do you have other plans for downtown? Anything you can talk about? Uh, nothing I can talk about, but I have been looking at, at projects. Uh, as you, I think we all know, particularly now, over the last 18 months has been a really kind of challenging period with COVID and then mm. the, uh, the inflation and, and workforce labor kind of issues that have developed and you know, partially as a cost, result. Yeah. Of, yeah, a lot of supply chain issues. So yeah. we've, um, and, and they impacted uh, both the Allied Arts Project and the, the redevelopment of Carter Glass, which we did for CloudFit Software, Cloudfit, right, which is Cloudfit, an amazing yeah. company here, mm -hmm. in, here in Lynchburg. And uh, so we, but those supply chain issues and, and workforce labor issues combined with just the challenges of navigating projects through COVID impacted, you know, our, really our development costs. Uh, and, uh, and so we, the projects that I'm looking at now, yeah. I am looking at cautiously and uh, I don't want to jump into them too quick until I feel that some stabilization yeah, in too, the markets. It's too volatile to know what your costs are going to be. Um, okay. What, uh, of all of these projects, what's been your favorite? They all have a, have a spot in my, in my heart. I, I really, I love the, the work I do. I feel very fortunate to, to really be able to do the, the type of work that I do and really in communities that I care about. And, uh, and I can't say that I don't, I don't like it. All of them have been great yeah. projects. I mean, of course, the Virginian yeah. has probably been the most great. I think that's probably been the most gratifying because yeah. of it was extremely complicated. There was a huge amount of stress, yeah. huge amount of risk associated with it. Uh, but it really, you know, we, you know, the, the team that took that on, um, just did an amazing job just pushing through it. And unfortunately we didn't make any bad decisions, really right. bad decisions that impacted, you know, the, what I think the success of it, we, we made the right decisions. And as a result, it, it's, uh, it's just, it's done well. And it's something that I'm very proud of every time I, I walk in the doors. Do you retain ownership of all these buildings or they got partners or? Yeah, I mean, I obviously have partners. I, you know, I, uh, and they need partners. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and like having partners, I, I, I strong believe you can't do everything yourself. So yeah. try to align yourselves with other people who can add value right. and, uh, to the process. So I do have partners in all of the projects. And uh, George Stanley, who is the main kind of visible partner mm -hmm. in all the projects we've done up until the Virginia Hotel. So after the Virginia Hotel, um, I did Allied and uh, the Carter Glass building right. without him. But... Um, he is he and i both kind of jointly managed and the the projects and still to this day yeah. both have uh, managerial control of those projects and uh and then we have other silent partners financial partners that help support what we do and the, the carter glass building uh, that was the old newspaper uh yeah news, news in advance right? and and I've, that's one one of the few buildings that you mentioned i haven't been in uh can you describe that a little bit more to me so I mean, it's a twenty thousand square foot Art Deco yeah. 
building built in the 30s uh, for the news in advance. Uh, a great, you know, history. Um, and uh, with, you know, Carter Glass who, who, who built it um, and then later went on to develop what is our pretty much the the monetary system that we right. really yeah. have to have today. In our the Glass-Steagall Act, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And so, so that history is really, really cool. And uh, and it's, I think it's even cooler now because you know, CloudFit, who is the tenant in there now, you know, they are doing amazing work within the cloud space, which right. is all, you know, it's, yeah. I, I think it's it's neat to see it take on its, its new life, you know, with, with CloudFit, with yeah. some of the amazing things they're doing. Uh, but it's a you know it's a it's a twenty thousand square foot building Art Deco we tried we it was in very bad shape when we bought it so it required a full uh, you know redevelopment effort like our other buildings uh, but this is all office versus you know residential or hospitality so it's got um, a lot of uh, we preserved as many of the historic elements as we yeah. could but we added a, a rooftop. Uh, terrace uh, and, and game room space, which is an amenity for the people who right. work in the building, and lots of shared conference rooms and and shared workspaces, and then you know open cubicle spaces and private offices. So it's a it's a neat building. I'd love to take you right. through there sometime oh. if you want to take I'd, a look. I'd love to do that. Uh, tell me, you know, all of this is sort of would not have been possible without tax credits and public, you know private partnership kind of thing. No, tell no me, question. Tell me how that's worked and, and you know. So the, uh, the the federal state historic tax credit program, which uh, has made all these projects viable uh, from an economic standpoint, um, with that, without that program, none of the projects would, would work. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, generally, when you go into these historic buildings and you invest the money that's required to repurpose them and give them a new life, it's, uh, it, your cost is a lot greater than it would be if you just built from, built the, ground from up. the ground up. Yeah. But by the time you get the, uh, the infusion of the proceeds from the tax credit syndication, you end up having something that, you know, is within the realm of what it would have cost to build new, but mm -hmm. they also have that character that you can't get building new. Right. And I think that's the, that's what makes them so great. Uh, and then, of course, you know, we talk about public-private partnerships. Uh, you know, the, generally, we just use state, federal, historic tax credits mm -hmm. to to help to get these projects done. The Virginia Hotel required more than that, and we had a par public-private partnership with the City of Roanoke and the Economic Development Authority, which I think was a, a very creative way to get that project done. Without it, the project would not have gotten done, and and I think that. Uh, the results and what it's doing for the community kind of speak speak for sure. themselves for sure. Did you have to you have to get a little bit into the political arena when you're doing that and making presentations and talking to politicians or has? Yes, but you have to obviously anytime you're asking for uh, you know the city or you know, to subsidize something, it, it needs to it needs to make sense. Um, yeah. You know, I, I try to let. I, I don't like politics, and I try to try to stay out of them as much as possible, and try to let you know the numbers and 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 the the, the project speak for themselves. So I, I did, you know, I had some, it was certainly some PR involved, but uh, you know, generally, um, it was a matter of just putting the numbers out there. Yeah. And here's here's what we're here's what we need. Here's what we're going to invest, and here's what we're going to have when it's finished. Yeah. And um, and there was a. a 
an ROI on that investment. And, uh, and fortunately, I'm sure there were probably some, some doubters mm. going into it. Like, well, mm. I don't know that it sounds too good to be true, but I, yeah. I think if you look at the numbers now that certainly the, we've probably exceeded that. Well, I'm certain that we have exceeded the, uh, seed of what we said we would right. do and generate. Are you working anywhere else other than Lynchburg right now? You've been very active here. I didn't know if you... Most of my work is, is in Lynchburg and Roanoke. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's um, I feel very fortunate to be able to do what I do and uh, at the level that I do it and close to home. Close and to home, yeah. <laughs> close to home and in communities I care about. I care about Roanoke and, and Lynchburg both, both deeply. And I have not had to... Uh, have not had to go outside of those markets, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, our... Our construction company does work within really a 120-mile radius of of Roanoke. We've gone as far as Richmond and Virginia Beach for some stuff, but um, most of it's just in, in this area. And all of the real estate you know, development work that I've done and acquisition work has been in Roanoke or Lynchburg, right. really in the cities for the most part. Is the labor market getting pretty tough for you right now like it is for everybody else? Um, yes, it is. It's challenging. Uh, I, I like to think that it's not as challenging for us, maybe some others. We have always felt taking care of the people that worked with us and, and I think have been loyal to them. And I think in return, they've been loyal to us. Right. But we have had to look at, you know, pay rates and uh, yeah. benefit packages and, and things that really do, do matter and, and make sure that we're being, uh, not only being competitive, but I, I like to, if somebody else is, you know, Providing you know extra somebody, I like to provide a little bit more than that. I right. like to take care of our, of our people, and I think that's uh, has helped us during this right. challenging uh, workforce this time. Right. What do you what do you love most about Lynchburg? I know it's Roanoke and Lynchburg special. What what makes Lynchburg such a great place to you? It's it's um I the people, the yeah. people are in Lynchburg are, are wonderful, and uh, and I think that that combined with just a a charming town, you know, the community. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think really, really says says it all. We've got it was a wonderful downtown. There are wonderful neighborhoods. There's wonderful amenities, uh, but it's all in a in a in a small environment where with with great people who you can you can get to because of it. It's small. It's yeah. it's, a, it's a tight community. So no traffic like Atlanta. No traffic like Atlanta. Yeah. Um, when you look at the stuff that you've done so far, what do you think you're most proud of? Yeah, I would probably say, and I've sort of touched on this before, I'm, I, I'm, I'm proud that I've been able to, uh, well, I, I love my family. I've, I've got a father of three, mm -hmm. happily married. I have an eight-year-old son, soon to be nine, seven-year-old daughter, and a two-and-a-half-year-old son. Yeah, young family. And, um, and I, 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 I'm proud that I've been able to carve out a career doing something that I really love to do yeah. in communities I really care about, but in a way that enables me to be home most nights to have right. dinner with my family. That's great. Which is, which is great. What about... Uh, on the other end, what, what's a big challenge you've had to overcome? Uh, you know, when you look at, you know, it's not all been easy sailing. It's got to have been some tough times. What do you think the biggest challenge? Um, you know, it's the, the work that, that I've chosen to do. I mean, work is work. I mean, it's not, it's, right, it's not mm -hmm. all easy. And yeah. no matter how much you love it, there are going to be days that are 
are challenging and stressful and uh, nights that you that you don't sleep because mm-hmm. of that stress. Right. Had a lot of those with the Virginian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would say that uh, just as far as overall, you know, my I've always been a, I don't know that this is, I've always been a young looking guy. Yeah. And I think as a result of that, you know, you in, in the work that I've, I've done, you know, people generally look at you kind of underestimate you right. a little bit. Are you old enough to do this? <laughs> you, they used to tell me, are you old enough you really to be a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> you can do this. And, um, and so I, I think that's probably been a, a challenge of mine. Um, yeah, really I can see that. Over, over the, the years, uh, it, I think I've overcome that just, you know, hard work and, and delivering results, really. Um, but uh, it's a little bit easier now that I've got some gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you? What is? What is um, something that you've learned along the way that sort of made you successful? You know, it's uh, what can you say? There's any? You, I heard you talk about risk. You learn how to balance risk, how to evaluate it, how to live with it, and you've gotten probably better at it. And you, but you were exposed to it. So, is there anything else that? Uh, what else have you learned along the way? Um, it's, uh, you know, I have a hard work, you know, dedication can help you get through a lot of challenges, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's, uh, I've always worked hard, but I think that, um, you know, it's, you I've, I've learned that you can overcome a lot by, by working, working hard. Mm -hmm. Um, but also that, you know, you can't, you can't accomplish anything alone and you really need people to help you right. achieve your goals. And, uh, and, and not just people, but, you know, people that believe in you, um, you know, care about the work that you're doing, want to work hard for you, mm-hmm. want to follow you, uh, want to teach you. Uh, I've been blessed with, with wonderful mentors throughout my whole life. And, and it's, um, and I think that, uh, I think, you know, beyond working hard, I think uh, being respectful of the people that you work with and, mm-hmm. and kind, mm-hmm. uh, I think is, um, it goes a long way. What, uh, what do you do in your spare time? Sleep. There is any. <laughs> well, you got kids. I uh, yeah, you it's, you know, it's, uh, I, right now I, I spend a, as much time as I, I can and I, my wife probably said I could spend more, and, and I, I think you always could, but you have to kind of balance your responsibilities to work and family. But it, it, I try to spend time with my family, really, uh, yeah. my children and my wife as much as I can. Have you ever thought about moving back to Lynchburg? It's you know it's crossed my mind, mm-hmm. but um, I think I'm pretty settled in 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 Roanoke. My wife, my mo- my mother lives there. My father lives up uh, at the lake, and. Uh, my brother's there, my niece and nephew, and mm-hmm. and that's where my main business is. And we've got, you know, it's fortunately Lynchburg's only an hour away. Yeah. And so we've settled. The kids have settled into schools there, and it's a, it kind of it becomes why we it's been talked about. Right. I don't know how realistic it is, but I so so I've got, I guess I feel like I've got the best of both worlds. I've got, I've got a home in both places, really. Uh, what do you think, uh, you know, the future of Lynchburg is going to be downtown? I, I, you know, I, I look at your projects, and in between it, there's multiple other projects that have been catalyzed. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? 
down the road, 10 years from now, 15 years from now? You know, I think that, um, I think there are a lot of people question, you know, how downtowns would respond to COVID and, and what's, you know, yeah. happened over the mm-hmm. past 18 years with, 18 years, excuse me, 18 months yeah. with COVID. Um, and I've, I've always been a strong believer in, in uh, downtowns, or uh, you know, as a kind of the epicenter of, of, of a community. Yeah. Um, downtown Lynchburg is, extra, I mean, in my, in my opinion, is, has so much more to offer than many downtowns, even it, yeah. with its, the buildings, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's proximity to the river, um, right. the people, uh, it just, it has a lot of, uh, natural and just, just assets that are, that I think other downtowns don't have. And I think that people will continue to capitalize on those. And I think, you know, that those assets combined with a, uh, a progressive and, and growing community of good people who mm-hmm. love their community and want to invest in it and be a part of it uh, and want to uh, bring people into it. And I, I think that there's huge amounts of opportunity still in, in downtown Lynchburg and Lynchburg region right. generally. Well, the hills give it some beauty and no questions. And, uh, and I think its size not being too big it's walkable from one end to the other i think that's yeah, it's got the natural boundaries from 12th to 5th yeah. and the james river to yeah. the hills yeah really do uh you know make it uh you know there's only so much it can, it can grow so i think that you'll continue to see 10 years from now most of these buildings will probably be be done there'll be a lot more people living down here a lot more people working down here um and you know one thing i i hope to see and i think we will see you know a kind of res- Reemergence of uh, the retail uh, environment, and, and you'll see a lot of these storefronts that right. uh, may be vacant now, occupied with thriving businesses. Yeah, who knows where retail is going to go? Who knows? It's uh, I mean, obviously, with the the growth of, uh, of the internet and and yeah. um, uh, globalization, the yeah. Amazons of the world. I mean, it's that certainly has changed retail. But I think it, as it's changed retail, people are now be, beginning to t- kind of look back right. and say, well, we're, we're kind of missing something yeah. with, the, uh, with the, the real retail experience. Yeah. With it. And, I, and I think that you can now have a store that may be, you know, he may be headqu- headquartered right on, on Main Street in downtown, yeah. but it's selling stuff all right. over the world. Probably, yeah. Well, you, so, you hear this? One, click economy. So that's yeah, what click economy. That's, that's right. Um, I was going to ask you one, one final question. Is, um, I ask everybody this. Is that if you can invite somebody to dinner, anybody in history or living or dead, what, who would that be? What would you want to serve them and what would you want to talk about? You know, it's uh, I don't have a lot of opportunities to uh, to as much opportunities as I'd like just to spend time with my family. So I right. would just say <laughs> say that um, well, we're friends for that matter. Um, so there's there you know friends and family of people I I would I would invite to to the to the dinner table yeah. any day. You're welcome to come too if you like. <laughs> uh, but but uh, generally as long as we don't, as long as we don't have to talk politics, <laughs> anybody can come. So that's. That's uh that's probably my Pol- politics or religion keep those <laughs> off the table. 
Yeah, mostly politics. But yeah, politics yeah. and religion probably is the right thing. Well, I want you to, to continue to sharpen your scalpel so you can keep uh, doing the nice plastic surgery work you're doing in downtown Lynchburg. The, the face has changed. It looks much better, and I thank you for being a part of it. Uh, it's my, my, my pleasure, and uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you.